Hi, my name is Benjamin Wong, and welcome to Kid CEO, the podcast that inspires curious kids looking to start early in the world of business. This is Kid CEO. The dictionary defines opportunity as, quote, a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something, end quote. In simpler terms, an event that allows you to do something else or basically the ability to accomplish. Over the past few episodes, we've talked about heartwarming coronavirus stories and turning the virus into an opportunity, but we haven't yet covered how the disease allows the world to change and ultimately become a better place. I recently read an interesting article from Vox interviewing Frank Snowden, who is a Yale historian, and so in this episode, I'm going to simplify and give my take on the complicated reading. Viruses and pandemics like the coronavirus do not just happen. They always happen for a reason. And as Snowden explains, they help make obvious the vulnerabilities or weaknesses in civilization. As the world evolves, evidently there will be more weakness. And pandemics just act as a warning to us, exploiting the gap. Raj Karma, the author and interviewer of this piece, starts with a very essential quote. As he says, quote, today's tragedy can be sometimes tomorrow's possibility, end quote. Along with pointing out vulnerabilities, viruses gives the world a chance for dramatic change, an opportunity not just seen every day. Now, when faced with the virus, there are two main quote-unquote roads, as Snowden calls them, that we can go down. We can continue to live in relative isolation, or we can use the virus to better the world, for not just short-term, but long-term benefit. What the world decides to do about coronavirus will be a true test to the effectiveness of government in times of genuine crisis. There are so many different species in the world, and as part of the package deal, there are many different processes of evolution. And as humans, one specific species, Evolve, society opens up new challenges, which opens the door for epidemics and pandemics. Viruses have a tendency to dig deep into the world's deepest weaknesses and exploit or take advantage of them. In the 19th century, the cholera issue was the direct consequence of a lack of sanitation. Likewise, it put forth a dare to the world to rethink the entire system of how we as humans care for ourselves. People went from living in houses, collecting dirt and dust, to clean living spaces. We went from rusty and poisonous water pipes to filtration systems, and from no sewers to massive-scale city sewer systems. The The chlora pandemic taught us a lesson, and without it, the world would be nowhere near where it is now. In modern times, because we closed the gap centuries ago, we are no longer weak to sanitary epidemics like this anymore. Snowden was then asked what external factors are making us vulnerable to the coronavirus now, and in my opinion gave quite an inspirational and genuine answer. In summary, humans live by a myth, saying that we can endlessly grow when in reality we live in a world with limited resources. As he put it, quote, We have a myth of infinite economic growth 
although the planet has finite resources, end quote. Because of this, we find ourselves constantly invading natural animal territory, so recklessly reaching for growth that we ignore common sense, which makes us weak to things such as diseases transferred from undiscovered animals, whose territory we are destroying. We care so much about our own expansion that we don't take the proper precautions and therefore suffer the consequences. When we constantly increase land territory, we also encounter thousands of new animals, and likewise, thousands of new microbes or organisms, which may carry diseases unknown yet to man. As we look back in history, there have been numerous occurrences in which this is evident. MERS and Ebola both sprouted from bats, while the avian flu comes from wildfowl, and the list can continue on and on. Billions of people live on Earth, and that number is constantly expanding. With that and the reality of being able to travel anywhere, whenever, a virus can reach from one corner of Earth to the other in a matter of hours. The combination of everything I listed results in massive casualties and unprecedented harm to our world that could never ever be reversed. Lots of what I talked about here is part of what's known as globalization, which basically means connecting different parts of the world, whether culture, economic, or politically. So if I live in California and take some California-American culture with me to Australia, that would be a clear definition of globalization. But the other important idea we're going to talk about is nationalism. Nationalism is simply the idea of separation from others in your own nation. Nationalism can invoke pride in citizens, but also create discrimination towards others. Summarizing what Snowden said about this, the idea of nationalism and borders create a spirit within citizens, but the idea of globalization and nationalism mostly and always conflict. As a united world, we have weaknesses, but we can never address them because of our closed-off territories, also known as countries, and our conflicting ideas. We can't let borders become, as Snowden says, quote, a metaphor for our age, end quote. The coronavirus showed no regard for borders, as it was an airborne disease. With strong borders and walls, we will never be able to work together and combat pandemics. In order to create a formidable disease-fighting force, we must let go of the arrogant nationalism. That's what makes us strong, but also what makes us the most vulnerable. And we will never be able to recoup our weaknesses without improving globalization and connecting our world. Coronavirus and pandemics in general also allow us to reflect back on who we are. Not only as a person, but as a people. There are two sides to the equation, and if we are wise enough to work together with an open mind, we'll be able to come out of this crisis brighter and with a better world. But if we don't listen to science and put aside our differences, as coronavirus is showing us, we will never be able to provide a united front, which will always lead to, quote, violence and ethnic conflict, end quote. Ideas will always conflict, even in a crisis. 
During the era of the bubonic plague, it was the concept of pseudo-ideas such as witch-hunting versus futuristic and ahead-of-the-time ideas. But viruses allow us to reach down into our soul and ask genuine questions, like, who, what are we as human beings? And although there may be differences, we can see that people have always chosen the correct side. With the plague, black death, Spanish flu, and hopefully coronavirus, leaders and communities have been able to come together to cover the gaps in their settlements. We are facing a fork in the road, and as we are living the history, we have an extraordinary impact on how we will script the future. A prime example of how the world can see the brighter side of events is the sanitary movement of the 19th century. People then were living very filthy lives, with absolutely no regard for sanitation, and so in crises like typhoid and cholera hit, they were vulnerable. But when government officials recognized their weaknesses, they were able to quickly and effectively take control of the situation. British officials immediately sent investors, in, in, uh, inspectors to houses to examine how people were living. And evidently, they found people living surrounded by filth and dirt. They also developed the idea of, quote, social medicine, where treating patients was not only about individuals, but also about the factors that led to the sickness. And just like how viruses spread, the UK's ideas quickly reached other first world nations. And sooner or later, all major countries had these satisfactory sanitation methods. Because of that, you can now go to the bathroom and take a warm, clean shower and wash your face and hands without having to worry about poison or disease. But the 19th century movement required help from people of all different classes, races, and ideologies. The ordinary citizens needed to provide the hefty taxpayer money. Law enforcement had to keep control when necessary. Leadership needed to effectively utilize funds. The military was required to build hospitals, and doctors and nurses were needed to staff the hospitals. The movement was definitely not easy and required help from all people. But here we are, a century later, reaping the benefits of their sacrifices. But in modern times, how are we fighting the fire in comparison to history? The U.S. and even the world as a whole spends more money on defense rather than in health, when in reality, more people are dying from things like coronavirus than some wars such as the Vietnam War. In particular, in the U.S., we are fighting coronavirus like, quote, a symphony without a conductor, end quote. With no conductor, all the instruments are playing separately without direction. With all due respect, this is a metaphor for all the U.S. governors fighting for resources and survival because the government for centuries has not been able to establish a clear plan. The coronavirus is exploiting the world's disregard for epidemic research and healthcare. In a 2015 TED Talk by Bill Gates, he indicates that the U.S. and the world is not ready for another pandemic, and everything he said then is as true as it is now, th now then than it is now. So, how do we combat this? As Snowden explains, the solution is very simple. We just need to work together. 
Cities must work with other cities. Governors must work with other governors. Countries must work with other countries. And we must put our heads together to devise a plan. And once we can establish a united fighting force, we can combat other world issues, including climate change, and create a better, more peaceful, and united world for our generations and generations to come. By now, I think it has become pretty apparent as to why I chose this specific article. It represents the plight of the human race and shows us that we can defeat the issues of the world. I wanted to end this episode with a very inspirational quote from Helen Keller, who did extraordinary things to improve the opportunities of those with hearing or sight loss, and in reality, improve the overall quality and human nature of the world. She once said, quote, Alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. End quote. Continue to live your life with the, this philosophy. And with that being said, see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Kid CEO is ready for you to listen every Sunday at 7 a.m. with a new and exciting idea. To stay up to date with all things Kid CEO, subscribe and follow our Instagram page at Kid CEO Podcast. This is Benjamin Wong signing off. Have a productive and innovative week. This episode is loosely based on an article on Vox.com from Frank Snowden.